Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lakute Moran. We left off exploring the second of the stories of Rabbi Barbarachana that Rabbi Nachman brings in this Torah number 14, where a merchant said to him, Come and I'm going to show you the place where earth and heaven kiss. And then I saw that space, says Rabbi Barbarachana, and there were windows that were created. I took a basket, I put my basket in the window, and then when I was done davening, I went back to the window to grab my basket, and it wasn't there. So I asked if there's thieves there, and the merchant said to me, no, there's this galgala, like a rotation, and it's simply turned. So just wait until this time tomorrow, 24 hours later, and you'll be able to get your basket back. We're in the middle of understanding what exactly does the basket mean. So we had said, zeparnasa, the basket represents physicality and all of the means to get there. Like one who doesn't have bread in his basket, meaning he has no money, he has no income, no livelihood. Meaning, Rabbi Babarchana no longer wanted to deal with anything having to do with this world. He took the basket, meaning physicality, and put it in the window. I'm going to daven, I'm going to deal with these spiritual realities. Rather, I'm only going to focus on those particulars necessary for my soul. And all of the davenings, all of his tefillahs are only for the sake of connecting his soul on high. Even those prayers that are explicitly for the needs of the body, Kagoin, for example, Rifa'enu, which is the prayer having to do with healing, Uvarechaleinu, the blessing in Shimona Esrei, and our prayers having to do with Parnasa, with money for this world, Ushartzarcheaguf, and all the, the necessities of the body, Lohayu Kavanasa, Yishal Rabba Bishvil Gufo. None of these, when Rabba Barbarchana said them, none of them had to do with actual physical body. Rather, it was all for the soul. You can make money to have money to get stuff, or you can make money in order to uplift yourself and others around you. Earlier in the Torah, we learned about the desires of the heart. When your ratzon, when your desire comes from the depths of your heart, so you know that's part of who you really are. If someone does a big deal, you get a big check, which are you more excited for? Are you more excited to buy that new car or to get that new watch or whatever that thing is? Again, these aren't wrong. It's not wrong to have a nice watch. We, we should have nice things. But also, in the same breath, or perhaps even first, are we excited to support that charity? Are we excited to support a friend, a child, to take care of our family, the needs for Shabbos? When these particulars come first, then we can recognize, oh, yes, it's physical. Shabbos food is physical, but it's also serving the spiritual realms as well. Meaning, when Rav Barbarachana said the bracha for Parnasa, he was talking about having a nourished and healthy soul. And when he was talking about a refuah, a healing, he was referring to a whole, a healthy soul, a spiritual health. Every bracha that we make is not only in the physical realm. Rabbi Barbarachana is coming to teach us spiritual health is a necessity. Spiritual livelihood is a necessity. How are we serving our soul? Bishakles Lisultai Vanachtia Bakavna Dirakia. 
examining the next part of our story, that he took the basket and put it in the window of Shemayim, the heavenly windows. What does that mean? That Rabbi Barbarachana took the tfilos that were necessary for the body, and placed those tfilos to line up with all of the needs of the soul. Kimamela. That when a person comes and fixes their spiritual life, then automatically their physical life is fixed as well. Meaning when a person is able to elevate oneself to spiritual realms, then both physical and spiritual blessing will come. We are not a religion that relegates physicality. We embrace it. We live with the physical. We're supposed to be in this world. But it's our job, the Jewish people were chosen to elevate the world spiritually. And when we do that, when we do that, which we're supposed to be doing, so then the physical blessings will come as well. It's not I deal with one and then I deal with the other. Rabbi Barachana is coming to teach us when you deal with the spiritual, the physical will take care of themselves. Parenthetically, this does not mean that we do not need to do hishtadlus in our physical space. We should eat healthy, we should exercise, when necessary we should see medical professionals, etc., etc. This is not saying that I have permission to ignore the physical and focus only on the spiritual. There are two challenges with that. First, is that Rabbi Babar Khanna is on a level that as far as I know, no one in the world today is on such a level. That's number one. Number two... We have explicit mitzvahs to be healthy, which means when you're taking care of your body, your physical needs, your family, your community, etc., that's called spirituality. We don't choose to go live in a commune on top of a mountain where no one is around and I don't need to deal with the physical realm at all. That's not Jewish. I believe the core message here is that when we're looking at things that seem physical, we're able to shift that and perhaps look past that, look deeper within that item and say, what's the spiritual potential here? The bracha of Rifainu, for example. Yes, physical healing, we should daven for anyone who's sick. Absolutely. Yes, and just as there's something called physical health, there's also something called spiritual health. And to recognize these things, what is the spiritual aspect of that which I'm doing now? And uplift that. It's not, God forbid, to the exclusion of the physical. It's connected. There's one in the same. Continuing in our story, That after I davened, I wanted to take my basket back, but I couldn't find it. What does this mean? Meaning, after he davened, he didn't have enough for the physical world. He didn't have his parnasa. What's going on? I thought this was all going to work out. Afalpi, however, Chitikin Bruchanius, even though he fixed the, the physical, Afalpichain, lo nishmach lo Meaning, he did what he was supposed to do. He focused on the spiritual and he turned around to now receive the blessing from on high for the physical, and it simply wasn't there. When the story continues, Amar, Rabbi Barbarachana said, are there thieves here? Is that what's going on? They must have stole my blessing. The blessing in the physical realm that was supposed to come down after I did what it is that I'm supposed to do spiritually. It must have come down and the, the robbers stole it. The merchant answered him, There's this galgala, this 
sphere of Shemayim, of the heavens, that has turned, it's rotated. Hainu, Gilgulin de Nishmasin, Looking inside, the word Galgala, of sphere, of cylinder, is connected to the word Gilgul, of reincarnations. So that this has to do with the reincarnations of individuals. A soul comes back, and something about this process of souls leaving and coming back has the potential to cause a righteous person, a tzaddik, to not have money in their lifetime. Meaning, yes, there is a cheshman, there's a calculation of if I do X, Y, Z, then A, B, C should happen. For example, if I pray for someone to be healed, for someone to get better, they should get better. If I pray for money, I should get money. It should be so clear. The challenge is, the calculation is not only for us physically and spiritually in this lifetime, but there are reincarnations as well. There are our souls and other souls that have been in other bodies and other places and times in, in history. And that makes the calculation from our vantage point much more challenging. There are layers and layers of trying to understand the hows and the whys. And it could be that our action, deed, or prayer now is actually affecting someone else's soul elsewhere. Or perhaps someone's action in another lifetime is affecting us now here. The permutations are endless. So for us to try to think, look, I did this, so therefore I deserve this, we're not even seeing a sliver of the entire calculation. Like we see in the Gemara and Tainus, If one desires that the world should be destroyed, then perhaps you'd be reborn, meaning your soul would come back, in a time of absolute material prosperity. You'd have everything that you need. How do we break this down? How do we make sense of the fact that if someone wants the world to be destroyed, they'd come back with a lot of money? What? The background of this story is that Rebbe Padas was very, very poor and one time fainted. He fainted and God came to him in a vision and said, maybe in your next Gilgul, you'll live in a space, you'll be born to a new place where the constellations of Mazel, specifically the blessings of Parnassa, of money, will be better for you. So Rabbi Nachman is bringing this story to let us know just because you're a massive tzaddik does not guarantee all of one's physical needs being met. It's very possible to look around and say, I know this super tzaddik and this rav, this tamachacham, this tzaddikis, and they're missing things physically in life. If this thing is true, that someone is on the top of their game spiritually, then they should have everything physical as well. So Rabbi Nachman is saying, hold on, it's not so simple. We need to know the process is not so simple. It is true. You do good, you get good. But what is that good? What does that look like? How is it applied? Please God, we'll begin to answer some of these questions in our next podcast. But for now, wishing everyone a beautiful day.